This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Biz Life Simplified, the program where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Now, here's your host for Biz Life Simplified, organizing expert, speaker, and university certified executive coach, Nancy Hagen, freeing you to do what you do best. Welcome back, everyone, to Biz Life Simplified. Today, I'm talking with Mary Shores, who's a published author, a speaker, and a multi-million dollar CEO, and a developmental powerhouse. And we'll talk about that, what that means uh, a little bit later. But Mary's here to tell us today um, about specifically conscious communications. And she will, later on, toward the end of the podcast, tell you about some free things that she has for you. So, Mary, why don't I let you start? What do you think uh, people who are looking to biz life simplified, to simplify their life and business, what would you most like to tell them? Well, we're talking today about conscious communications. And so what I'd like to tell them right off the bat is that conscious communications is a process of harnessing the power of your word to change your mind, your choices in your life in order to Mm. connect you more with the things in life that you want and disconnect you from the things that you don't want. Mm -hmm. Great. Sounds desirable and efficient. So what do you think is the biggest thing that prevents people from reaching their goals? Because probably a lot of people are intending to do just what you described and get closer to what they want and avoid what they don't want. So what is it that gets in the way of that? I think that um, one of the things is just fear of all kinds, fear of the unknown, Mm. fear of uncertainty. You know, a big part of it is... um, you might be afraid to fail because then you would have to explain to someone why a plan you had didn't work out. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's because we don't, we just don't know how, you know, like maybe, maybe I want to do something, you know, maybe I want to start a business, but I really just don't know how, you know, I, I think to myself, I don't know what kind of licensing I need, or I don't know how to get a building that, you know, I might not know how to get mm-hmm. the, pri- the proper kind of inspections. And mm-hmm. another reason is sometimes we just don't make the time, you know, or we oh, can yeah. ourselves that we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think the way you phrased it, make time because, you know, it doesn't just extra time doesn't just fall in our laps. We do have to make it and choose how we spend it. So, well, in your book, you talk about a system of, when we'll talk a little bit more about um, Mary's book as we go along, she'll tell you about it and what you can get. But there are also a couple of freebies um, in case you don't want to get the book. But anyway, tell us a little bit about your system about cleanse or clog. Yeah, so we are we are building our lives every day and every moment with all of the choices that we make. And mm-hmm. it, it's really that these choices are creating our reality and seemingly small things create a slightly different outcome. Once we begin to understand things like this power of choice 
and getting in alignment. And what I want to talk a moment about alignment just before we get into cleanser clog, because it's just a concept mm-hmm. that you need to understand. I would always hear people talk about being in alignment and it was very confusing terminology to me. I didn't understand what that meant. And I Mm -hmm. spent years and years studying it. And what I came up with was being in alignment means that you need to have your focus, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, your choices, and your actions all going in the same direction as your goals. So Mm -hmm. what this Mm -hmm. might look like is if you want to lose 20 pounds but yet you never step foot into a gym and you eat a candy bar every day at three o'clock, then that would be an example of being out of alignment. But -hmm. if you want to lose 20 pounds and you eat a salad for your snack and you go to yoga class, then that would be considered being in alignment. Mm -hmm. So how you get yourself in alignment or out of alignment is by the choices that you make in every micro moment of life. So when I train my staff, I'll explain to them that every word that you say in every interaction is either going to cleanse or clog your situation. And what I mean by that is that everything you say or do with a customer, a client, a staff member, you know, or in a relationship, everything is either going to create a connection, which is a cleanse, or it's going to drive a disconnection. And eventually I began to realize that this applied not only in business relationships, but also in personal relationships with as well. And then from there, I started understanding that it also applied to things like your finances, your career, your health, your personal development, your self-care routine. So basically mm-hmm. like cleanse or clog became a way that you can understand how to make choices that are connecting choices versus choices that are disconnecting choices. So for example, if we say um, we're on a diet and we're using cleanser clog, then it's just as simple as saying, every time I look at a bite of food, before I put it in my mouth, I just need to ask myself the question, will this bite of food cleanse me or will it clog me? Mm. So if I look at an apple and I take a bite of an apple, then I know that that's going to cleanse me. But if I eat that, say, bag of potato chips, then I know that that's going to clog me. Mm -hmm. So from there, I just need to like, I have this 80-20 rule, which means that 80% of the time I need to make cleansing, connecting choices. And 20% of the time I can have my piece of chocolate lava cake Mm -hmm. with a glass Mm -hmm. of red wine, right? Because like Mm -hmm. you said earlier, it's not about being perfect. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think that the strive for perfection is even a clog in and of itself because we're not perfect, right? I agree, right. So So, the 80-20 takes some of the pressure off. (laughs) Right, you know, but imagine for a moment, Nancy, if if you applied cleanser clog and 80% of the time you were very focused on making cleansing choices, how much in, say, 45 days your life would change? Yeah. Right. And that's what, you know, the heart of conscious communications is really getting to because it's it's that power of choice to make the things happen that you actually want to have happen so that you can step out of the chaotic situations. Yes, right. And I think a lot of that is going to be the awareness because sometimes it's so easy to just automatically do what you've been doing without even really thinking about it. So we really have to stop and have more awareness 
before we make those choices, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you just take a moment to make that decision consciously, then you're going to be more aware of what your choices are and what is going to be the ripple effect of each of the choices that you make. Yes, I love that. Okay. Anything else on cleanse or clog that you want to? Oh my gosh, Nancy, I could literally talk about cleanse or clog all day long. (laughs) Is that the main theme of your book or is that maybe just one element of it? It's chapter five. Oh, okay. And what is the title? I don't think I have the title of your book. The title of the book? I know it's being published in August. The the title of the book is Conscious Communications. Okay. Good. And that's with ourselves as well as as others. Because we're Um, always communicating with ourselves, right? Right. So the subtitle is Your Guide to harness the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. Mm-hmm. And it's really based on on all of my research for the past 20 years into neurology. And so mm-hmm. everything in the book is, is based on scientific principles that support the idea of how our words, our actions, our choices, our thoughts, and our feelings, and our focus are actually in all the time... Um, rewiring our subconscious mind. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I can relate to that. And I love words and the nuances. There are so many nuances um, with words. And and then that's really, the words are really our thoughts. So I can see how it's all tied together and how important it is to choose the right words and the right thoughts to go in the direction we want to go in. So... It makes perfect sense to me. So our words, our words and our thoughts are being, are being um, created out of our conscious mind, which is our prefrontal cortex. So that's the part of your brain that's right behind your forehead, right? And your, the interesting thing about your conscious mind is because everything, every thought and words and self-talk that you speak that exists in your conscious mind actually pass through to the subconscious mind as programmable instructions. So it's really important that we understand Mm -hmm. to try to get Mm -hmm. control of that part of our conscious mind that we actually can control because we can't Mm -hmm. as easily control our subconscious. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Um, I'm curious. You talked about your 20-year journey. And uh, that was one of the things that I was going to ask you, how you got from this point where you were running a different kind of business, an office-based business. And uh, I'm curious how you got on this path and what, the, what your journey has been. Well, ever since I was a little girl, I knew I always wanted to be a businesswoman. And the reason I knew that was because Um, In the neighborhood, when I was, say, nine years old, um, all the other little girls, they wanted to play house. But I wanted to play bank. And so that's interesting. So I made a bank in my garage with, you know, the old fashioned um, garage sale tables. Yeah. Back in those days, you know, it was probably 1983 or so. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have technology to print print. 
play money for kids. So I would have to take copy paper and draw, hand draw out the dollar bills and then cut them oh, up. Oh, gosh. And then I thought I you were going to say you uh, you used your Monopoly money or something. But <laughs> I don't know why even... I didn't think of that because I was like really <laughs> I was an ace at Monopoly, of course. Um, I think I think the game of Monopoly is such a good metaphor because you know we all want to win at the game of Monopoly, and mm. how do you win at Monopoly? You got to get Boardwalk and Park Place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty simple concept, and I think it's a great metaphor for life. But um, anyway, yeah. so I would uh, pass. Let me just throw money. something. Let me just throw something in there for a minute because uh, that's interesting. What you were saying about the other kids wanted to play house or dolls or whatever, and I was very. I mean, I did some of that, but I loved to play office, and okay. <laughs> of course, that's where I ended up. Now I love organizing, helping people organize their offices and everything. But I remember sitting at our little telephone table that we had in the hallway in our house, you know, back when you had one phone and uh, with a rotary dial. That was a while ago. But anyway, um, and I remember, you know, just getting old pads of paper. And anyway, I thought it was great to play office. So I can totally relate to you wanting to to play bank. So <laughs> so if we would have been neighbors, it would have been perfect. Yeah, um, that's right. I could come visit you at your office for coffee and you yeah. could uh, ride your bicycle through my bank in my garage. Yeah. You would have, you would have had an account at my oh, bank. Yeah. Like, so all the yeah. neighborhood kids had accounts and yeah, I would keep track of all oh. their accounts and I would make them uh, come through on their bicycles through my drive through in my garage and I would pass out their money. And then I would tell them, I would say, okay, now come back in a half an hour and deposit it back in. And you know, so then later on in life, when I got the opportunity to have my own business, um, my parents had my parents had already owned a collection agency since I was 13 years old, and mm. my mom was ready to move on. So it was time for me. I was actually very young, only um, 24 years old, and I opened my first collection agency and um, was the youngest person in the country to open a collection agency at the time. Now, mm. um, what's interesting is. You know, I wanted to be in business that necessarily not necessarily would have been my first choice. And in a lot of ways, um, I felt like it might have been incongruent with who I was. And it was very important to me because um, I felt like having a debt was could be a psychological burden to the person who owes the money. And it could be a psychological burden that um, kept them from pursuing their dreams. And so my mission really became that I wanted people to feel good about paying their debt instead of the typical collections that were using shame and anxiety oh. and fear to collect oh, a nice. debt. Oh, that's really nice. And yeah, so how did I, you... Tell me what I'm curious. What would be a typical thing that you would say to somebody when you called? Well, I have an entire training program. It's called Words That Work, and uh-huh. so I've been teaching this for oh ten to fifteen years, and just teaching it in my own office. And I also teach it in healthcare and IT, and even in other collection agencies. Mm. And so it's an entire system that I created that's based on neuroscience because um, there, so there's three rules and I'll just tell you the three rules super quick. The rule number one is we have a do not say list and on the do not say list is a list of words that um, I'll give you the basic ones. It's no, not, can't, won't, however, and unfortunately. And so imagine running your business without ever saying those words. Yeah. It's kind of hard, but then imagine that your job 
is a debt collector and you're not allowed yeah. to say those words. So that's yeah. the first rule. And the reason that we don't say those words is because every one of those words on the do not say list is going to trigger the sympathetic nervous system of the listener. It's going to trigger their fight or flight response. So when you call customer service and all they do is say things to you like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Our policy is what's happening inside your brain is that you're going into your fight or flight response and stress chemicals are beginning to accumulate, mm -hmm. which makes the person, I call it um, fear of the freak out. So the rep mm -hmm. is now worried that that person is going to freak out. Mm -hmm. So the next rule Rule number two is that you replace your negative words with words that work. And these are words like, what I can do for you is, or I want to assure you, or let's go ahead mm -hmm. and update your information. And mm -hmm. these are just words that we use to plant a seed of happiness and reinforce a positive yeah. outcome into the customer's mind. Oh, and then I love that. the third rule, and of course, there's a lot more to it than this, but the sure. third rule is that you always say what you can do instead of what you can't do. One of the mm -hmm. biggest pet peeves, I, pet peeves I have is when I call customer service and they're just constantly telling me what they can't do for me. And it's yeah. like, tell me what you can do for me. Yeah, right. And it gets, you know, so my goal just sort of became, you know, I want the next person who calls to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call. And and when you put that in the context of debt collection, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it really is. But I guess you're taking some of the, the pressure off, making them feel like it's a little more doable and uh, uh, that you have a better, you know, that you don't think of them as a horrible person or anything. So, so that makes great sense. And, you know, as you were going through your list of what you can't say, one word that I was listening for, I don't think I heard, was but. And um, I'm sure, you know, I'm not questioning your list, but I, the reason I was expecting to hear it is uh, some years ago, and I, I think it might have been in a program called uh, Crucial Conversations, maybe, um, but, but something like that. And it talked about the word but and eliminating it. And to this day, whenever I'm writing an email or something like that, I can't say I always in conversation, as you probably noticed. I think I just used it. But so often when I'm writing an email and that word is in there and I look at it and I take it out and phrase it in a different way, or sometimes I can just take it out and leave it the way it was, and I think it makes all the difference. And I think but is one of those words, like you were describing, it kind of makes defenses and negativity come up. So um, I think it can make a big difference. So <laughs> that's my that's my two cents on the uh, words to not use as much as possible. It's very rarely I use that word, especially yeah, on email. There's, there's a lot of words on the list. So but is definitely on the list. But when I oh, okay. tell you the okay. words, those are just some of them off the top of my head. Okay. There's also okay. words on there that you would never even guess. Like, for example, I'm sorry is actually on the do not say list. Because yeah. so many times people just apologize. But if you're apologizing for something and you don't offer a solution, then you're actually going to neurochemically, you're going to frustrate your customer more than you're going to make them feel mm -hmm. better. 
So we have an entire other section that's going to go over validation and how to how to consciously acknowledge someone through validation and not making it an insincere apology. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And I suppose that's uh, in your book. Oh, um, approach. You know, that's in a new book that I'm writing. So I'm writing oh. a I'm writing a new book, but it's not. Um, it might be a little bit in Conscious Communications, but Conscious Communications is a personal development book. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other one is more about business processes. Is that, or maybe I'm jumping ahead. What What is your new book about? Well, I have a new book that I'm writing now that is going to be more about the words that work system. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a business communications great. book. Yeah, great. Um, speaking of business um, approach, that's not the word I was looking for, but we were talking uh, before before our call today or before our recording about how you um, how you have documented your business and how the systems that you have in place. And for anybody who's trying to simplify their business. That's such a critical element because then, uh, and I'll let Mary tell you more about it, but then you are able to uh, hand off work to somebody else or know that it's going to be done so you're not totally immersed in it. So um, that's a very important part of your business, isn't it, Mary? Can you tell us more about that? Well, I'm a big believer in... I'm a big believer in small businesses operating in a way where they document everything. And so I did write a little ebook years ago called Leadership Essentials. And in that, you know, I really went over my own personal success formula. And the very beginning of that was that from the start, I took every single process that existed in my office and had a keystroke by keystroke work instruction. Mm -hmm. And so I really believed in the power of having these work instructions because I saw, you know, and I work with so many small businesses and they get in this rut of, they'll have somebody say, you know, Susie, who does this job and Susie's been in the job for 20 years, but then Susie leaves and she only has a week to train her replacement and the replacement can't learn everything in a week and there's nothing documented. So then what happens is the replacement starts to get behind and on work. And a lot of times the replacement will either get fired and quit, but it's, it's really more of a training issue. And then Uh you've got the third person who comes in and takes over the job and then basically has to reinvent the wheel because there wasn't anything documented. And one of the things that you can give yourself freedom for as a small business and not feel like you have to be in that driver's chair every moment is to have a process of work instructions. I make this joke and say, um, there's a work instruction on how to write a work instruction. Uh-huh. So we have it from everything like opening the mail in the morning all the way to locking the doors at night and everything in between. Oh, oh um, that's great. We, we also have an onboarding pro, uh, process, which is a several-week boot camp where every new employee goes through this boot camp, and it's the same for everyone. And what they do is they learn everyone else's job in the office. Mm-hmm. So whether they're going to be – a skip tracer or a data entry person or a salesperson or a client rep, they're going to learn every person's job. Mm, wow. That makes so much sense because that would avoid a lot of 
communications problems, I would think, if they have some understanding of what somebody else is doing and build the teamwork. It really helps them understand how all the puzzle pieces, we like to say that our office runs like a well-oiled machine. And if you picture Uh the inside of a clock with all the cogs and wheels moving in different directions, when Uh people have sat in each other's shoes, then they really understand the importance of everyone's job. Yes. And probably have a little more patience with each other too, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the the ultimate and the ideal for every business. I mean, if you read the the um the e-myth or uh, really any and um uh work the system by my friend Sam Carpenter, it all comes down to having your systems documented because otherwise you don't really have a business because you're doing everything yourself because the definition of a business is it can run without you. So, um, you know, that's just such a critical process. I had one other thought there, but um, I don't remember what it was, so I'll let it go. But anyway, that's really the ultimate of what everybody is going for. So I was thinking, and I hadn't even uh, cleared this with you earlier, but um, what about going through, just tell us what each chapter of your new book is about, because that will give us uh, an idea of what the content is and and pick up a few more good ideas, I'm sure. And before I do that, I wanted to throw in one other thing. We talked about, uh, we said something about not being perfect earlier but I think that was when we were talking before our recording, so I wanted to fill that in for anybody who was curious about that. Um, it was just the phrase, done is better than perfect. And, yeah, that's such um, a beautiful phrase. Yeah, yeah. And, All right, well, uh, yeah, I, can, I have... No, go ahead. I can certainly give you a quick, uh, quick overview of the book. Okay. It might be a fun thing to do. How much time do we have? How are we doing on time? Well, I think another five minutes we should wrap up. Okay. All right. So conscious communications is is really a foundational personal development system that is designed to take you to the next level in life. So wherever you're at now to wherever you want to be. You know, and for some people, it might be a total transformation. For other people, it might be that they're at the top of their game, but you know, maybe they want a completely different lifestyle. And then for some, it might be that they're very successful and they just want to get to that next level. And I, I, I've been studying personal development and teaching about it for over a decade. And the entry point to personal development in, in this particular book is through um, the heart of it all is really about self-talk and affirmations, which is why we have the word communications in the title. So we start off with um, there are five types of expression. They are self-talk, spoken word, affirmations, goals, and gratitude. And self-talk exists in the conscious mind. You know, I said this before, and it passes through to the subconscious as instructions. So there's all kinds of research neurologically that would support why this happens. Uh, Spoken word is very similar, but 
spoken words are said out loud and a lot of times it's an involuntary speech pattern. So like, for example, I was out to dinner not too long ago and the restaurant I was at, my friend looked at the menu and she said, too rich for my blood. So what she was really doing was she was speaking words of unworthiness and disempowerment. So we want to be very careful that the words we use are going to be empowering words. And then next we have affirmations. And affirmations are really declarations that you assert what you want to be true is true. Now, I want to be very careful here because I am not a fan of lying to yourself. So I'm not someone that Mm -hmm. wants to say, you know, like, I am fit and happy and in love when I am not fit and happy and in love. Mm -hmm. So you really want to form your affirmations into things like guide me to thoughts in harmony with my core desires or help me rendezvous with like-minded people or guide me to be in the right place at the right time today. Mm -hmm. Or you have these I am statements like I am a developmental powerhouse or, Uh you know, I am, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And then we have um, also goals. There's plenty of scientific research out there that says the difference between people who achieve success in life and those who do not is that achievers regularly write goals for themselves and they follow a plan to make those goals happen. So written goals can demonstrate the desire to achieve something and they're a great tool to create specific intention that connects you to that achievement. And the last thing I have is gratitude. Gratitude is so very important because in our minds, the more that we look for things to be grateful for, the more our brain gets primed. It's like you have this gratitude muscle. It gets primed to start looking for other things and people in your environment Mm -hmm. to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. So gratitude is one of the um, most important. And um, And also I think it, it helps create that abundance mentality. Absolutely. Seeing all the good things that you do have. Yeah. So that's chapter one, or is that? Well, that's just a, that's just in the, the overview. An overview. Okay. I don't really mm-hmm. feel like in five minutes there's a time to go over. Okay. Sure. Over a 200 page book. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's <point>. just what. <laughs> That's just one part. We're just going to skim through the table of contents, but that's that's fine. So what else do you think our listeners who are wanting to simplify their life and their business, what, anything else you would think would be helpful, Mary? You know, I think that all of us have a certain amount of greatness inside of ourselves and that it's super important and rewarding when you figure out whatever your superpower is And you bring that superpower out into the world. And so in chapter eight of the book, I write a lot about what I'm calling the alter ego. But what I'm really meaning is your authenticity. It's like if you wanted Mm -hmm. to pick a superhero that you felt like that's your favorite superhero, then there must be qualities in that superhero that you embody on one level or another. And the more that you can learn to bring that out into whatever work you can do, then your work starts to slowly pivot and become a joy in your life instead of something mm. that you have to do. Oh, yeah. Because it really springs from the, the natural, something natural inside you, I think, sounds like. Right. Okay. Well, 
Anything else you want to add before? Well, yes, we want to tell about the offers that you have for people. So I'm so grateful to be on your show. And I, one of my superpowers is writing personal development workbooks. And so we've already given it to you, Nancy, but for all of your listeners, we have a free downloadable personal development challenge called Ignite Your Dreams. And it's really a five-day personal development challenge. It's a 26-page fully illustrated workbook that has daily coaching exercises in it. Mm -hmm. And then to go along with that, People can join our Facebook group where I do coaching inside of the Facebook group. That group is called Fearless Ambition. So anyone can go to Facebook and join Fearless Ambition. And I answer every question that gets posted in the group. And people who are going through the journey of the workbook also post in that group on a daily basis. And And so is that a free uh, benefit? Yes, that's a free that's a free oh, download, great. and um, okay. Nancy, we've given you the link, but if something right. happens to that link, people can also find the link to it on my website, which is just simply maryshores.com. There's a button on the homepage that says Ignite Your Dreams. You just click it, and you'll be able to follow the instructions okay. and download your okay. free workbook. And that's Mary Shores with an S on the end, so maryshores.com. Correct. Okay. And then we also are, we're in a very exciting time period this time of year because our, my book that is coming out is in its launch period. And so we're having a number of bonuses for anyone who wants to pre-order the book. It is available on amazon.com. And we've also given you Nancy a link that if someone would like to take advantage of our free bonuses, we're giving away another free personal development workbook, which is called Dream with a Deadline. This one has a one-page action plan in it that matches those goals that we were talking about before. One of the developmental things I've always been able to do in my business is to write these one-page action plans where you simply start with your end result goal in mind, and then you reverse engineer the steps it's going to take to get you there. So that plan is free in the Dream with a Deadline book. And the way that you get that is with a pre-order of Conscious Communications. We're also giving away Um, along with the pre-order, the Daily Desires Diary journal page. So that's just a downloadable PDF. Okay. Now, when you say um, a pre-order, do they have to go through your website or would Amazon have that as well? Well, you order it from Amazon and then you put the order number in the landing page. And then once we confirm your order number, we send you the free gifts. Okay, great. So are you, it's a download, is that what you mean? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Okay, so it, does that cover everything? I'm reviewing the, the email with those links in it, so it sounds like you covered all three of those items, right? I believe so. Well, those sound wonderful. I'm anxious to see them myself. I'm definitely going to the download. And- the workbook that you get free with the pre-order, we've already had um, 28,000 people go through that workbook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, been, it's just been wildly popular. So it's a um, huge value to get that workbook free with the pre-order. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's exciting. Okay, well, that's, I guess it's time for us to wrap up. So I want to remind people to go to Mary Shores 
with an S, maryshores.com, and sign the um, in Ignite Your Dreams workbook. The Well, why don't you sum it up, Mary? So uh, you'll say it perfectly, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't want to mess well, it up for you. If you'd like to, um, if you'd like to get started with beginning your personal development journey or transforming your life today, yeah, just jump over to maryshores.com, find the button for Ignite Your Dreams, hit that button, follow the directions. You'll be able to download that workbook today. And then if you'd like to pre-order the Hay House, uh, the book that's coming out through Hay House um, on amazon.com, if you send us the order number, we will send you an additional workbook dream with the deadline and a daily desires diary journal page. Great. Sounds wonderful. So I really appreciate you taking time to be with us today, Mary, and I'm sure our listeners have gotten some really good inspiration as well as very specific ideas on how to better manage our days. And, um, and then with the bonus of all the information in your workbooks and everything, really appreciate it. And I'm sure your book is going to do really well. And I know Hay House, I always have a warm feeling about them because uh, I know they published all of uh, or most of Wayne Dyer's works and a lot, lots of other high quality authors. So that's certainly a great endorsement to be published by Hay House. So thank you so much for being with us, Mary, and, and we'll look forward to, to keeping in touch. Thank you, Nancy. I've really enjoyed being on the show today. Great. Thanks, Mary. And bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Biz Life Simplified, where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Join us each Wednesday on the EWN Podcast Network. To download the program or learn how to be a guest on the show, go to EffectiveDay.com slash podcast. Programs are also available on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, EWN Podcast Network, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and AHA Radio. Remember, Biz Life Simplified is where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results so you are free to do what you do best. is the EWN Podcast Network.